Hey, it's Brian Haney, the voice of the Jayhawks. A two-hand follow jam is true for Josh Jackson. You're listening to The Morning Blitz with my main man, Ross Volkmer, right here on 1025 New Rock. Mahomes with time, now buys more time. We'll step up, another flag thrown on the play. Mahomes is scrambling, 45-40, 35, he's got a first down. A flag is thrown in the secondary. Mahomes scrambles up the middle on a third down and 23. He has a first down at the Jet 35. Kind of felt like that play right there sealed it for Kansas City last night in a 23-20 hold-on victory over the New York Jets there. Up in New Jersey. Our good friend Nick Athen from ChiefSplits.com does great stuff there. Follow him on Twitter at Chiefs Insider. Joins us now on the phone. Good morning, Nick. How are you doing today? Good, Ross. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing fine. Great to have you on the show. Once again, apologies for being a little bit uh, tardy. <laughs> on the Got long winded on the first segment. But I actually want to start off the, the conversation, Nick, with a, with a question that I read. I'll give complete credit to it on on um, uh, the athletic and it said is the chiefs win ugly is it evidence of a disjointed season or a positive for the long run what are your thoughts well i don't think it's a disjointed season i don't think you're ever going to have a disjointed season with andy Reid and patch Mahomes on the same team um you know this listen it, it was a work in progress last year without tyreek hill you know, it's a work in progress with some young wide receivers who I thought played really well against Chicago and they just went backwards in this game um, on Sunday night. Now, the difference is the Jets have one of the best defenses in the league, and they were tugging, pulling, playing man defense. They were suffocating the receivers. When you got young receivers that don't know how to separate, it causes problems like what you saw where, where Patrick Mahomes relied on Kelsey too much, threw a couple of interceptions, and that really allowed the Jets to kind of get back in this game after taking a 17 nothing lead. So... Never, never make an excuse for winning an ugly football game because the Chiefs are 3-1. and one. They currently have the number one seed based on all tiebreakers. And they're learning on the job offensively with two new tackles and some young receivers. And at some point, like they did last year, they'll put it all together and they'll be in the running to, you know, go back-to-back Super Bowl. So, listen, are we, are we satisfied? You know, are we, are, is the glass half full or the glass half empty? That's debatable this morning, you know, with a lot of the Chiefs fan base. But, you know, and I got a column coming up here shortly. Typically, the, the Chiefs don't play well in New York. It doesn't matter if they play the Jets or the Giants. They always lose these kind of games. And it was nice for a change to finally win one. What happened in the second half, you know, defense, or really after the third quarter, the first quarter, excuse me, defensively for the Chiefs? How, how come Zach Wilson found probably the best rhythm of his career? Well, I think what happened in the, in the momentum, I mean, the, the bogus penalty in the end zone on the face mask, the, the face mask on, on not air, the, 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 the jersey horse collar tug, whatever it was, um, you know, in, in the second quarter. I think that directly led to nine points and short field opportunities. And the Chiefs defense just, they sat back, they weren't aggressive. And that was the biggest problem. That's what I couldn't understand with Spags is I, I, most teams who faced the Jets at this point didn't really care about, you know, the passing game. So they would, st- they would stack the box, you know, seven, eight, nine guys in the box and, and hope Zach Wilson beats him. Well, when he's getting rid of the ball in 2.3 seconds, you know, Spags had to alter things. And when the Jets came out, 
to open the second half with a beautiful touchdown drive, Bag said, you know what? I got to change. And what did he do? Punt, punt, fumble. He was aggressive in the last three possessions the Jets have. And they attacked him and they collapsed the pocket and they forced him to make plays that he just couldn't make. And he couldn't make those plays because he didn't have the time like he did in the second and third quarter when the Chiefs were just kind of passive defensively. So I think that's what happened. Um, the Chiefs defense is still very good. I just think the approach last night, uh, once they had that 17 nothing lead, once the Jets got momentum, I think they thought that, that you know, Wilson was better um, you know, better than, than, than they thought and realized they had to adjust instead of sticking to the game plan. So, I mean, listen, let's give credit to Zach Wilson. 28-39, 245 yards, two touchdowns. His play in the second quarter and early third quarter was the best of his career. And, you know, for Jets fans who long-suffering like Chiefs fans were for 50 years between Super Bowls, you know, I wish you guys luck and hopefully you'll beat the Bills, beat the Bills again and beat the Dolphins. So that's really what you're rooting for right now if you're a Chiefs fan. ChiefsBlitz.com. Nick Athen joining us here. Isaiah Pacheco had a career high, I think it was 158 total yards of offense. Well, he brings something that the Chiefs just don't, I don't feel like, have a ton of offense, and that's just a great physicality uh, that he brought. And I thought he, he really, of course, obviously the numbers show that he shined last night for them and really kind of helped them win this game because of his physicality in the run game. Yeah, no, it was his legs and his attitude that, that you know, fired up the offense. And, and he was really the offense last night. And, you know, he's a Rutgers kid. You know, played in, played in New Jersey his entire, you know, grew, growing up as a kid and, and in college. And it was a big moment for him. And he, he's an angry runner. And he's a guy that just, he just, he's got a motor that just doesn't stop. And I thought, you know, I thought his touchdown run, you know, in the first quarter was really good for him. Um, he did a couple of things that he doesn't normally do or hasn't learned to do consistently, which is to be patient in, in, a, in, in a running situation like that to cut back, you know, use the holes, use your blockers. And when, when Pacheco learns the patience of the run game, I'm telling you, lights out for this kid. He could be – he's not going to be Jamal Charles-esque, but, you know, I think he's got some potential because he still just kind of runs, you know, bulldoze ahead. And, and when he learns to use his legs and cut back and use a little bit more of his athleticism along with that speed, he's going to be terrific. But, you know, his, his receiving and pass catching, I mean, that 33-yard – pass he caught I mean that was just brilliant he just drifted out into the open space and he did what he was supposed to do to bail out his quarterback and and listen they need to ride him I think he's the short yardage problem solved um you saw them do that a couple of times in the game using in short yardage situations and it paid huge dividends and and so uh, on the plus side he carried them Mahomes legs carried him uh, and that's why the Chiefs ended up winning the game Juwan Taylor is the most penalized offensive lineman so far through four games this season. How how much of an issue is that going forward for Kansas City? Well, I think it's a big issue, but I, I, I don't think it's I think it's mental now. You know, I, I, I think I think Taylor has got this thing in his mind now where it says, Hey, you know, they're targeting me. Um, I've got to make changes, then I have to alter my my game a little bit you know, some questionable holding calls. Um, you know, I never understood a holding call when a defender falls down and the, and the offensive lineman falls on top of them. I don't get that as a holding penalty, but that's just me. That happened to him the other night, you know, negated a huge gain to Travis Kelsey that would have put the Chiefs first and goal inside the nine-yard line. 
But, you know, he's struggling. And the Chiefs have done about everything that they can do to fix him. Um, but, you know, the entire offensive line, I don't think, played that well. Um, Trey Smith got flagged for penalties, Humphreys. Um, you know, and, and they just – they're just not cohesive enough right now. They need time. But, but this is the problem for the Chiefs. They have got to fix Taylor. They paid him an $80 million contract, got him away from Jacksonville as a right tackle. And, you know, he's played well at times, but right now the game is in his head. And he just needs to go out there and play smash mouth football like he's capable of. And I think ultimately he'll be fine. Uh, Donovan Smith on the other side, you know, he's a mauler. He's played well at times too. Um, but, you know, he also makes some mental mistakes too. So, this, this to me, is a more of a concern than the receiver situation because Pat Mahomes is probably going to find defenses do exactly what the Jets did last night, and that means that offensive line has got to protect better. Yeah, that was an issue. It, it was a massive issue last night, and uh, that would be a concern once again if you're Patrick Mahomes and you can't get – that's the that's the thing. If your wide receivers can't get open and the line can't protect, yep. Mahomes is going to get in a lot of bad spots, which leads me to my next question – when do you think the, the like, it just takes time and learning, but how long before you think the wide receivers and Mahomes kind of all kind of start to get on the same page? Four games, I mean, against the lowly Bears, but against, through four games, they really haven't seemed to found a great rhythm together. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you're right. I mean, the Bears game was the exception. They played really well. Um, obviously, they didn't play well against the Lions. I thought they played better, you know, against Jacksonville, and that's a pretty good defense, and to do that on the road. And again, last night on the road, it's not easy. It's New York City, bright lights, a lot of distractions. You know, it's a big game for Kansas City. You get out to a 17 nothing lead, and you think, okay, well, hey, I'm just going to spend the second, third, and fourth quarter working on these young wide receivers, and that didn't happen either because they, they can't create separation, or they couldn't last night. And so I, I don't know what the Chiefs' solve is. I think they have talent. I like Rasheed Rice. He's got to cut down the drops. I thought Kadarius Tony, you know, for only two receptions, you know, made a really big play and showed his toughness. Um, but, you know, Valdez Scanton and Watson, you know, they had two catches for 11 yards combined. So, you know, at some point, a receiver has to step up, you know, because they were blanketing Kelsey with three defenders. And, and they didn't believe that any one of the wide receivers, the Jets did in their secondary approach, you know, was going to be able to make a big play. And, and they were right. Um, so, you know, I, I, think, I think Andy Reid – it's fortunate the schedule plays out the way it does. They've got Minnesota, they've got the Broncos at home, they've got the Chargers at home, and then they've got the Broncos again before they go to Miami and face the, uh, the, the Dolphins in Germany. And so based on schedule right now, they have some time to kind of work through the process during games. Um, but I'm not sure if, if Brett Deeds isn't out there maybe looking to add uh, a wide receiver I'm not sure who's available. I think there's going to be some dumpster fires with some teams, you know, over the next couple of weeks. So that'll, that may be something opens up. The Chiefs have plenty of draft capital to make a move. But then you got to incorporate somebody new into the mix, and it better be someone who's ultra-talented, ultra and that's the problem. And we just don't know if that's going to happen. If not, Andy Reid and Matt Nagy and Patrick Mahomes are going to have to work with these guys to get them on the same page. Nick Athen, our guest from Chiefs Blitz. I'll get you out of here on this. Just through four weeks of this season, I feel like as if it's it really hasn't been that pretty of football at times. We've seen, like you said, we 
And maybe it's just because we expect to see more more better offenses. I know the Dolphins have looked good at times, and the Bills have looked good at times, and the Chiefs have been good at times. But I don't know, just in my opinion, I don't feel like it's it's looked as good of a product the NFL has in the first few weeks. And I don't know, am I just seeing things, or what are your thoughts on that? No, you've got you've got the Pete Rozelle syndrome. You know, you <laughs> wanted parity, and uh, you've got it now. There's there's listen, there's not a single. Uh, even the, the 49ers are far and and the Eagles are important. The Eagles are vulnerable, and they have a brutal schedule. They have a very difficult schedule down the road. They, they play some really, really tough teams. The 49ers have a few tough teams to play, too. Um, you know, those two, those, two are, those two are the class of the NFC, but they're beatable. I mean, the Cardinals, you know, kept that game relatively close, and with a more experienced quarterback, you know, it's probably a different game. But, you know, I, I think – I think what's happened in the NFL is you've got so many great quarterbacks, but these quarterbacks are going up against one another. And you know what? They're going to, they're going to trade 50, 50 shots. You know, one guy's going to win one week. The other guy's going to win the other week. I mean, the bills, the bills look like the season was over after the opening that last loss to the jets. And they went three straight convincingly, including beating up on the dolphins who are grossly overrated. You know, then you got the Bengals who are, you know, one and three, and they've got an injured quarterback, and they're just too stupid to sit the guy. Um, so, again, what's happening is nobody fears anybody in the NFL anymore. Any given Sunday, anybody can win. Nobody fears the Chiefs. Nobody fears the, 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 the Eagles. Nobody fears the 49ers. Nobody fears the Dolphins, the Steelers, the Bills. Everybody is beatable. And this is going to be that kind of year where you're not going to have that – um, you know, 16 and one, 15 and two, whatever it is, 14 and three team, because everybody's going to be a lot closer because I think the competition level of quarterback, especially in the AFC is an elite position. And I think on the NFC side, I think you've got some young teams that don't know any better. They're creating problems for some really good when they face really good teams. And again, as I mentioned, this is the Pete Rosell syndrome and I love it. I think this is great for the NFL. And if it's going circling all the way back to the Chiefs, if the Chiefs can get through this wall and they can fix their 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 issues offensively, you know they're going to be the, they're going to be a tough out, and that's what you build for. And the Chiefs have a plan where some of these other teams are kind of going you know week to week. They're not really sure what the plan is. They're just hoping for really good results. So the teams that that find their path out of the first quarter of the season into the second quarter season where they can overcome some of their things and become those elite teams. Those are the teams that we're going to be looking for, you know, in December and January. But to answer your question in a long winded statement, yes, the play is not as good, but the games are fun to watch. This has been the most fun in four weeks to watch games, you know, with the haves and the have nots and the struggling teams. It's been, it's been entertaining football. It hasn't been great football, but you know what? At the bottom line, this is an entertainment business. That's right. We want to see good games. That's what we want to see. He is Chiefs That's Insider. We're getting them. You're getting them. That's right. Uh, Nick Athen of ChiefsBlitz.com on Twitter at Chiefs Insider. Thank you, Nick, for the time this morning. Always great stuff. We'll catch up soon. All right, Ross. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. Once again, great stuff there from Nick Athen, uh, our Chiefs Insider there. Uh, great information, great insight of the Kansas Chiefs and the NFL. Yeah, it's been very interesting. That's what you want. Like we are talking about in Weekend Winners and Losers and how – you know, you want to see competitive games, which you want to see. You're seeing that in the NFL. And because you're seeing competitive games, you're seeing, you know, some teams that you expect to dominate struggle. 
because other teams are on the, getting to the same level as them. Anyway, great stuff there from Nick Athens. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. We'll wrap up the show with our final thoughts next. You're listening to the Morning Blitz.